0: Welcome back to another episode of Tequila She Wrote, a podcast about cocktails and true crime. I'm your bartender today, Sloan, and I'm your crime tender, Trish. And today we are bringing you the
1: cocktail of, I mean, it's just a classic watermelon margarita, (laughs) but then we're also bringing you the story of Anthony Robinson, the shopping cart killer. So keep listening if you want to hear more and we'll see you in a bit. (laughs) back to another round of bartending with sloan today we are making a spring-like drink i mean we're in southern alabama here and it is very spring-like there were people out by my pool today my pool is not clean but there were people in the chairs by the pool and trish and i almost joined them which inspired me to make this watermelon margarita what you need three ingredients super easy tequila, watermelon p- pucker and sour mix. We found a new tequila that we're pretty partial to. It kind of reminded me of Mana a little bit. It was very smooth. I will say like my one thing about it is it's kind of in the price bracket of Espolòn. Yeah. And it was a little bit more expensive than Espolòn, but tasted similar. I would probably go for the Espalone next time. But this one is um, Siempre. And it is a Blanco tequila. The bottle is very pretty, which is what got me. It was $40, whereas Espalone was $30 for the same amount. But once again, very comparable. If I couldn't find Espalone, I would not mind this one. As far as the margarita goes, we use two ounces of tequila, a half ounce of watermelon pucker, and three ounces of sour mix. You can shake it or you can just combine it in the glass if you're feeling lazy like I was today. (laughs) And then enjoy. There is your springtime margarita, a watermelon margarita. It's not too sweet. If you do want it a little bit more sweet, add some extra watermelon pucker. This is really one of those personable, customizable cocktails. Yeah. So you can find this drink on our socials. We have Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, TikTok, all Tequila She Wrote across the board. You can also find our episodes here, wherever you're listening right now, every Tuesday and Friday. If you want to get ad-free episodes, we have Patreon, which is Tequila She Wrote, once again. And that is pretty much where you can find us wherever also tequila she wrote at gmail.com if you have any case or cocktail suggestions and without further ado we're going to kick
0: you off to the episode all right so today's case is all about anthony robinson who got nicknamed the shopping cart killer i hate when police give them nicknames because i feel like it gives them a sort of power yes
1: that's what they're looking for but
0: also why he was the shopping cart killer like he was deemed that it makes sense i don't care
1: but they still shouldn't do it yeah
0: but he's not the only shopping cart killer so if you look up stuff you have to be careful Mm -hmm. because there's other ones that have been deemed to this name right so our story starts off 10 days. Before Christmas of 2021. So this is very recent. It takes place in Fairfax County. uh, Alexandria, Virginia. And police made a very gruesome discovery. In a vacant lot across the street. From the Moon Inn. On North Kings Highway. Police found a plastic bag. Sorry. Sorry. A plastic black container next to a Target shopping cart with the remains of two murdered women. Probably not what you want to find. (laughs) Not in a shopping cart. I would rather find my Black Friday sales. Yes. So, police were quick to confirm that one of the victims was missing. D.C. resident uh, Cheyenne Brown, Mm -hmm. who had been reported missing in late September, so, like I said, this was right before Christmas. So, this was like three months prior that she was reported missing. Cheyenne had left her home on September 30th at 3 p.m. Mm-hmm. Relatives said that she got on a metro bus close to her home and hadn't been seen or heard from again. Cheyenne was 29 and at the time she was pregnant when she disappeared. So I'm sure that adds a whole extra like. Sense of we worry. Need, yeah, you need to find her because it's not just her. It's technically it's her and her unborn child. So Cheyenne was a black woman with a medium complexion. She was five two. We all know those five two women. They they feisty. Me.
1: <laughs> I mean, I'm five three, but that inch only adds me adds to my feistiness. Yes.
0: So, like I said, she was 5'2", she weighed about 130 pounds, and had black and reddish locks with brown eyes. Cheyenne also was the mother of a 7-year-old son. So, this child that she was pregnant with was not not her first child by any means, but still, it doesn't make it any less significant. It's still a baby. Yes. Ultimately, Cheyenne was... Identified after family members recognized her tattoos. Mm-hmm. so hmm yeah, So, again, mother, <laughs> my tattoos will identify me if I am ever spontaneously murdered. <laughs> the tattoos are
1: beautiful and helpful. Yes.
0: The other victim was later identified to be Stephanie Harrison, who was 48. And was actually a resident of California. Stephanie had gone missing on August 19th of 2021. After she had traveled to Washington, Mm D.C. Bank records show that she checked into the Moon Inn. And Fairfax County Police sent agents to Redding, California. To get DNA samples from Stephanie's family. Ultimately... Ultimately leading to her being identified. I'm sure that is not the way you want the police to come to your door.
1: Not at all.
0: I mean, I don't want them coming to my door at all I don't all. want them coming <laughs> to my door at all, but I definitely you don't You don't? I don't <laughs> I, I de- really don't. I, I definitely don't want them coming and asking for my like DNA because who are you trying to find?
1: <laughs> Yo. Nate was outside smoking a cigarette the other night, and some cops walked up to the <laughs> some cops walked up to the apartment building adjacent to ours. And my dog started going nuts, and a cop shined its light over <laughs>
0: my dog, being like, "Oh, I'm glad you were smoking a cigarette, Nathaniel."
1: <laughs> he was outside, <laughs> but yes, he pulled the dog inside immediately. But like, <laughs> whew. Oh man. I Uh, was not smoking a cigarette on the inside.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Oh, no. (laughs) So, getting back to our story, (laughs) (laughs) on December 17th, Fairfax County Chief of Police Kevin Davis told the world they had a, a serial killer on their hands. He also dubbed him the the shopping cart killer because he meets his victims on dating sites, then meets them at hotels and inflicts trauma to his victims before he kills them and then he transports them like their bodies to where they're discovered mm-hmm. in a shopping cart and usually leaves the shopping cart behind. Okay. Hence, why he's called shopping cart. I really better. hope that they dispose of these shopping carts. Right? They better just- not be popping <gasps> back up at Walmart or Target. Oh. oh. Huh. I imagine they're probably evidence. Uh,
1: yeah, but you know they dispose of evidence afterwards, like yeah. they auction it off and shit. Uh, mm.
0: Yeah. Exactly. Anyways. After reviewing cases, police were able to determine their killer was more than likely responsible for murders of five other women in the D.C., Alexandria, and Harrisonburg, uh, like Virginia area, Uh which all these murders happened over the course of several weeks. So this was someone that more than likely has other victims, but they're just not... Like they don't fall into the MO uh-huh. because usually you build up. Yeah. But he wasn't one that was like, kill somebody, wait a couple months, kill somebody out. It seemed like he was like, all right, Once I haven't started, gotten caught. Keep going. Went, yeah. Know. Aline, I'm going to say is how you say her name A L L E N E. So Aline, Elizabeth, or Beth. Redmond, she was 54, and Tanita Lurice Smith, she was 39. They were found in a trash can hidden in a vacant lot. Police said although the bodies were found at the same time, they are believed to have died at different times. Whether that means he held on to the se- the first one until he had the second one, or if he dumped both of them there, but no one ever caught on till after they were both dumped there. Mm. Um. I lost my spot, sorry. It happened. <laughs> right. Police were actually able to obtain a video allegedly showing a man moving the bodies from one place to the next in a shopping cart. Shortly after discovering the video, police arrested D.C. resident Anthony Robinson, who was 35 at the time. And he the, he was arrested for the murder of the two women. Less than a month later is when police discovered our first two victims that I mentioned. I guess based on investigating and like probably decomposure and stuff like that they were able to determine that Beth and Tonita were first killed and then our other two were killed so an interesting note that also links Cheyenne to our (laughs) our murderer is that her cousin Jonathan Willis Said he believes Robinson was the man that Cheyenne had in her home 10 days prior to her going missing. And he remembers asking him to leave. Mm -hmm. And a couple days later, he said that Robinson was there again and again. He kicked him out. And he hadn't seen him since he kicked him out. Right. Sounds fishy to me. Right. So clearly there was something that made him be like, nah. You're not going to be here. Yeah. Get the fuck out. <laughs> so, if only if only Cheyenne would have listened to her cousin, maybe she would still be around, but right. You know,
1: sometimes whenever somebody tells you to do something, you just want to <laughs> rebel and do the opposite. Yeah. So, cheers cuz.
0: Yeah. But there's also no knowing, even if she would have, like, ignored him, who's to say he wouldn't have just come and killed her anyway, so. He's just, I know, like, when I was, he was just like, man, I told her don't be around this guy. Mm -hmm. So, you know he's feeling, like, a sense of guilt, almost.
1: Yeah. Which he shouldn't. He did everything that he could when he was around.
0: Yeah. Also, what links Robinson to, like, these killings is also robinson stayed at the moon inn six times including the day that cheyenne went missing so it's not looking too good for you sir yeah january of 2022 police connected the dots between the cases because these cases were also being covered by different precincts so it wasn't until somebody took the initiative to start looking at other cases yeah, that they were like, oh, wait,
1: these, these link. These
0: a align. So, they also believe that Robinson was responsible for the murder of a Sonia Champ, who was 40. So, he clearly went for, like, kind of the older women. They're not older, but, like, they're not your, like, typical, like, 20 like late not late early like 20s they are the one they're closer to his age but um sonia was found in a shopping cart near union station in dc in september of 2021 so like she kind of fits into like the timeline of all this happening And because of the similarities, they believe that he also was her killer. She might have been, like, very early on because it seemed like he just started dumping two at a time. So, police say that digital evidence, such as phone records and online messages, put Robinson in the vicinity of all five of these murders also. So, like, dude, you weren't very smart about covering your tracks
1: yeah i don't say
0: <laughs> his also believed that he used dating sites like plenty of fish
1: and- <laughs> I, I was like, like oh no <laughs> i feel like plenty of fish was the original like come here to get fucked over
0: yes but i still remember using plenty of fish in college I remember downloading um, it but I
1: never like actually like
0: took it seriously. The one guy I met on it was a fuck boy and a half and like ghosted me when I invited him to stay at like the dorm for like I'm the sure. weekend. I'm sure. Because guys are shit. But then months later you wouldn't know what a he a married woman. <laughs> months later though this dude reached out to my roommate. Uh uh-uh. uh, and was like, "Hey, is she still single? Uh uh-uh. uh. You think she would give me a second chance? No, you ghosted <laughs> her.
1: Fuck <laughs> you, dude. That- bah- oh, guys are shit. Yes. Apologies to any male listeners, but as it all as a whole, guys are shit.
0: Yep. So yeah, he he's believed to have used dating sites like play of Fish and tagged." Which I haven't heard about. Tagged in a <sighs> minute. Uh, forever. <laughs> but he was said to have used those to meet his victims. Chief Kevin Davis said he preys on the weak and preys on the vulnerable and he does unspeakable things with his victims. If you look at the like articles, they don't ever talk in detail about how these victims are discovered. Like what happened to them but the fact that he made this statement makes me think that it is it's not just like he strangles them and dumps them it sounds like he does terrible things so Robinson has been charged with the deaths of Redmond and Smith who were the first like not the first two that I covered but like the ones that were found prior to Cheyenne and um, Stephanie, Cheyenne Stephanie. So this was Aline and Tanita. Mm-hmm. He has been charged with their deaths. hmm He is charged with two counts of first-degree murder and two felony counts of concealing, transporting, or altering a dead body. He is currently being held at Rockingham County Adult T- Detention Center. Mm-hmm. Further murder charges are expected. Fairfax police are working with more than 35 police departments in D.C., Maryland, and Virginia. So there's a possibility that he is possibly connected to other victims that they just don't know yet. And they're looking at existing missing persons cases and identifying any commonalities. Because, like I said... The fact that, like, the ones that they're able to connect seem more, like, close together and it seemed like they were very quick mm-hmm. makes me think that there are others that maybe it was, like, a single drop-off yeah. and there was more time in between.
1: It's definitely likely. Like, that's, that's the problem with missing people and all of the unsolved cases
0: because... If they happen in different, like, counties and that, you don't always have police willing to work together stuff like that so it just like there's so many different factors that yeah i mean one of our favorite serial killers israel Israel Keys. keys literally went from like east coast to west coast and like everywhere in between and it was just until you started being like oh wait yeah you didn't connect things Until he connected
1: them for you. Yes. And now every time I look at a case, I'm like, was he a part of this?
0: Was this him? Or was he similar? Yeah. Is this an... Like, especially if they're unsolved, you're like, was this an early case for him? Yeah, you
1: try to put restraints on all of these, like, unsolved cases. But in reality, like, you never know... It could be somebody from across the country. It could be a serial killer that we've already caught that just didn't own up to it. Yeah. Like, there's so many different factors.
0: The FBI's behavioral analysis unit is also working with police to identify, like, a victimology and also just try to, like, help link maybe other missing persons cases and stuff mm-hmm. to him police fear that the victim count might not stop at five like i'm saying right i feel like there are others that could possibly be linked to him because going from one suddenly to, to a spree killer. to a spree of like four other victims very close together you probably had practice before then yes Police also think there are survivors out there that could give them information on Robinson, which, again, that's another thing you have to think of. Mm -hmm. There's going to be people that this happened to them and they don't want to talk about because they don't want to relive it. But you could have information.
1: You also have victims that are traumatized because they're attempted killers like if you tell anybody about this i'm gonna kill your whole family mm-hmm. and that is truly a traumatizing situation so like they might not speak on that for 5 10 15 50
0: years out yes. of fear of retaliation so because this is still an open investigation they do ask that if anyone has information that they think might be like pertaining to this or helpful in any way You know someone that might be like a survivor and that they do have a number that you can call. There's actually two different ones. You can contact police at 703-246-7800. You can also provide anonymous tips to their Crime Solvers Program, which is 1-866-411-TIPS. They have also extended their area looking into Robinson's home state of New York. So, like, this is all happening in, like, West, like your, like, D.C. area and that. But they think that, you know, he could have started in New York and just worked his way down. So, like, like I said, I feel like his area could be different and there's different M.O.s and stuff. Mm-hmm. And he just started getting more comfortable. Yeah. The case is described as a critical case, and any tips of information can be used to determine his whereabouts, habits. They can help police uncover more potential victims or survivors to build their case. Robinson's lawyers have filed a motion in court asking the judge to issue a gag order, so police stop using the moniker "shopping cart killer." Because they believe that using this will not get him a fair trial. Lawyers also fear that this could prevent Robinson, yeah, like I said, from having a fair trial. It's also a way for them to further, like, discuss details of the case. They don't want yeah. things thrown in that he's not guilty for, but also, dude, you're not fessing up to any of this, so. <laughs> yeah. In a statement to a local radio station, a Fairfax County police spokesman said they stand by its criminal investigation so they don't believe that they're releasing any false information like pertaining to this case at all in link to Robinson. So the police are standing by what they have released so far. And Robinson is next set to appear in court on May 9th. So like I said, this is a very active, recent case. So mm-hmm. if we find out anything, we will definitely let you know. We'll do like an update, whether it's a part of like another case or if it's just like a little mini thing we release. But I like I said, I think this is something that we will find out there are more than just these five victims eventually, whether it's him like confessing to it yeah. or they're able to link stuff, but through science or yeah, something. But my my friend Emily listened to. Uh, she's catching up on crime junkies, and she listened to the uh, Lonely heart Killer, and she was mm-hmm. like, "Oh my god, you need to do something on like dating site like mm-hmm. murders." And that and this was like the most recent one I found. And I was like,
1: "I haven't heard anybody do okay. this." I would love to talk about the Tender Swindler. <laughs> Yes. One day, whenever I grow enough balls for that, we'll talk about that. Researching cases is more intimidating than I thought it would be. It is,
0: but also, like, stuff like this, I feel like, especially as women, yes, you're married. I am not. Like, I feel like it's important to cover stuff like this. I wish y'all could
1: hear the eye roll I just gave.
0: (laughs) But, like, I feel like it's very important to cover stuff like this because... This is, like, you don't want to think it's ever going to happen to you, but this is stuff you have to be aware of. It could absolutely happen to you. Trish and I took the dogs. Make sure you know that, like, people have your location. Yes. Like.
1: Trish and I took the dogs for a walk, like, right before this episode. And there was a group of teenage boys that were hanging out, like, right behind us. And I always walk with pepper spray. And I started doing this to protect my dogs. Like, we were getting attacked by dogs off leashes and whatnot. So I started keeping tasers and pepper spray for them. But ever since I bought it, I have actually pulled it out more so to protect us from humans than animals. So, like, today... There were just three teenage boys. They were a, they were fucking around. And then as soon as we walked past them, they started walking behind us. And like, I initially, I just, I grabbed for my pepper spray.
0: Yeah. Because you never know. You never know. You don't want it to be
1: you, but you never know. And I've never had to actually use my pepper spray or taser in a situation, but I feel a hell of a lot safer having it and being prepared just in case. Yes.
0: Like I said, my... Like, I guess a crime junkie tip is just, you know, don't be afraid to go out there and date. Like, I'm not saying that, but no, make sure enemies. that, you know, not just one person, a bunch of people, you know, know your location. They maybe have, like, me, Sloan, we share our location with my Several roo- people. Yeah, we have, like, my roommate has our location a friend in Tallahassee, like, we have multiple people that can track us at any point in time. Like, my husband knows who to contact for (laughs) my
1: GPS location. Because he doesn't have an iPhone. But, share your location. Let people know. We also talk about
0: details. Like, if we're like, I'm gonna go hang out with this person. Like, if somebody that they haven't met, it's like, this is what I know about them. (laughs)
1: Let them know the
0: details.
1: Like, don't hide information out of guilt or embarrassment because your friends if don't some, give a shit. Yes.
0: Also, <laughs> like, if something happens... Your friends just care about you and your safety. Yes. And if something happens, that little bit of information that you think is so stupid could lead to whoever attacked you being caught. Absolutely. So...
1: Don't be afraid to date by any fucking means. Just be smart, be smart about, about, it. about it. And with that, we're going to kick you off to the last call. Yes. Welcome to another last call with your bartender, Sloan. To follow up the shopping cart killer, I looked up shopping cart fun facts. And one of the, <laughs> one of the first links was about Target. Oh, Jesus. Trish and I love Target after Mexican Monday. <laughs>
0: It gets do, me into a lot of trouble yes, in my household. <laughs> we do love some some Target, but um, Target's a very dangerous place. For any men listening out there that don't understand Target, um, you walk into Target and you let Target tell you what you need.
1: Yes, and we like to park wow. at the dollar spot to start off,
0: <laughs> which is where the trouble starts. So you're like, it's a dollar. or Oh, it's like five dollars. It's fine. It's one, three, or five dollars. Twenty items later, you're like, "Fuck!"
1: I fucked up. <laughs> I come home and Nate's like, "So what did you get at Target?" <laughs> we currently have a five dollars sign on our door that says, <laughs>
0: <Yeah>. <laughs> "What does it say? Like dogs, dogs on duty, or something like that." <laughs> yeah. And I have one that says, "If cats could speak, they wouldn't." <laughs>
1: So, we are clearly huge Target fans around here. With that, did you know that Target started because of a church fire? <laughs> what? Yes. So, the in, Minnes- in Minneapolis, Minnesota, the Westminster Presbyterian Church caught on fire and burnt down in 1895. And George Dayton purchased the property to make the first Target discount franchise. And the fact that it was called Target Discount hurts my butthole. Because <laughs> Target is like the upscale Walmart. And yes, it's still a discount compared to some other stores. Yes. But it is
0: not cheap. <laughs> you have to dress a certain way to go to Target. Okay. <laughs>
1: yes. Which brings me to tarjay has been a thing since the 1960s i remember my aunt coming to mississippi me being a city country somewhat i mean a country because i lived in mississippi but yes. i always grew up in a city but a country bumpuck, mississippi
0: <laughs> city
1: whatever you want to call me My aunt and my cousin come in from Texas, from Austin, Texas. And they're like, let's go to Target. And I'm like, what the fuck is Target? (laughs) And they're like, it's Target. And I'm like, this is the classiest shit I've ever heard or seen (laughs) in my life. (sighs) Uh, Come to find out, pronouncing Target as though it were a French boutique is way older than we thought. It started in 1962 as a joke. Fun fact number three. Shoppers were evacuated from one Target store due to an X-rated emergency. A San Luis store had to clear itself of customers and staff in July 2015 after a hooligan managed to hijack their public announcement system and pipe pornographic noises over the speakers. Okay. (laughs)
0: Okay. Target? I never. <laughs> I ain't
1: never. I would expect that from Walmart, but not Target. Oh, no. <laughs> Fun fact number four those big red balls outside of Target are. I foreign. know that
0: they're there for a reason. They're for your safety.
1: <laughs> While they do complement the store's red aesthetic, they also serve a functional purpose to keep cars from driving into the door. And I feel like that is not. Like, you might be listening and be like, hey, that's fucking dumb. But let me tell you that since the beginning of the year in 2002, we're recording in March. There have been four different restaurants in Mobile, Alabama that have had cars run through their fucking windows and doors and sides and whatnot.
0: One of them's next to like one of the liquor stores that we go to and we harass one of our other. um, Hi, (laughs) Janita. One of our other coworkers that picks up every now and then she harasses us yes but it's literally like two like storefronts down from like her liquor store and so when after it happened we went and saw her and we went what'd you do and she goes (laughs) she came up with this whole story but we're i was like give him too much liquor (laughs) nah she said that some lady was mad at her and (laughs) drove through the window like
1: Uh. man we can tell you some stories about Janika if you would like to hear them. Let me start with the fact that one time I went into the into the liquor store and she asked for my ID Sla- and then she I- slapped my I- ID across the liquor store because I gave it to her. So this last time we went in <laughs> and she asked for my ID, so I put it up against the plexiguard glass that they still have because of COVID. And so this bitch took my debit card out of the machine as it was processing my payment and, and threw, it. threw it across the store.
0: <laughs> so... Trish can say that we harass her, but she, she harasses us. Hell, she called up there one time because she was off for her birthday and we went, and it was her coworker and she harassed us through the phone.
1: <laughs> I don't know if she was watching the security cameras and knew we walked in or what, but like she called up there and the coworker goes, Speak of the devil, here's Janika, and puts her on the speakerphone, and this girl harasses us out of the store through the phone. <laughs> Uh, Anyways, always a fun time. Back to our Target facts. (laughs) I saw this one recently on TikTok and my mind was fucking blown. Did you know that Target knows if you're pregnant before you do? Maybe I should have trusted them instead of a pregnancy test. But Target has, I mean, all of these stores have their apps where they track what you're buying regardless of whether you scan it or not. But Target has been above and beyond. Because walmart i have to scan my little code to show that it's me but target i don't scan my code but it knows whenever it's me purchasing something yeah. but target has like figured out that women in their first trimester end up buying certain things like certain supplements to help them feel better and <sighs> certain foods and stuff like that so like it is a TikTok. Fact slash trend right now. That Target knows if you're pregnant. Before you know that you're pregnant. Based on what you're buying.
0: How creepy. Yeah. Also I feel like. They might think that I am. But I'm definitely not.
1: But you're not. From what I've seen on the TikTok trends. You're not buying what they're saying. Like they constitute. And neither have I. Neither do I. But anyways. So. Also, a really cool fact about Target, which is why we stand for Target, is they let their customers breastfeed anywhere in the store. Like, you don't have to go to the family bathroom or, like, just
0: pull your shit out and do what you need to do, baby. Might not want kids, but guess what? You got kids, you do what you gotta do. Exactly. Exactly. I don't give a fuck.
1: Show me your boob. If you want to see mine to make you feel better, that's cool, too. <laughs> that's cool, too. Apparently, also, Target likes to refrigerate Doritos. I've never seen any of I've our Target them our do that. But in 2014, people took to the internet to voice their confusion over Target keeping their Doritos in coolers. And Like I said, I've, I've never seen our Target do that, but I guess some do. Target once opened 11 stores in one city in one day. Okay. It was in Chicago. That makes sense. In 1993. Makes sense. Facts check. But yeah, it was a very aggressive launch. Agreed. Agreed. (laughs) Agreed. But also
0: it's Chicago.
1: Yes. Uh, The next fun fact, Target pharmacies are owned by CVS. I feel like that's kind of a well-known fact at this point. Target helped repair the Washington Monument. In 1997, the company put up $1 million and pledged additional assistance to the National Park Service to repair the dilapidated Washington Monument. While companies often make expensive, expensive gestures, Target went one better and helped enlist Michael Graves to help brainstorm, brainstorm ideas to reinforce the structure, structure during the restoration work. That's a lot of R's for somebody oh without my a front tooth. <laughs> That is a lot of R's without somebody without a front tooth. I mean. <laughs> I feel like I need to go back to speech therapy. <laughs> Damn. I feel like, oh. um, Yeah, this was one fact that I wanted to touch on. I didn't know it was on here or not, but um, Target reinf- reinvented the shopping cart So, if you've noticed, over the past couple of years, a lot of shopping carts come with cup holders now. Yes. And while I know that this is a very temperamental topic, Rachel Hollis is the reason behind it. I used to love Rachel Hollis. I worshipped, like, everything she had to say, but I now realize she's kind of a piece of shit. So, don't come for us. But... Several years ago, whenever she was on the up and up, before we realized she was a piece of shit, she had a, a, a meeting with Target's team. Like, their main CEO team, marketing team, all that sort of stuff. And she goes, you know, like, y'all have Starbucks and Target's to a piece to the mothers. But, like, what are we supposed to do with our drinks while we're also juggling, juggling the kids and the groceries and shopping? Like, we need somewhere to put our starbucks that you're offering us whenever we walk in right and that is why we have the new shopping carts with the drink cups attached and there are some other stores that have adapted that since then and i think that is a brilliant move however i have also seen on amazon where you can buy your own attachment so like if you still shop at walmart which i know walmart has not adapted that yeah you can get like a little cup holder for like ten dollars I just sit mine in the little kid area because I don't have a kid. But if you have a kid, I do think the cup holders are a really great move for all grocery shopping businesses from here forth. Like, you're usually grocery shopping for like an hour. These businesses expect you to like not get thirsty in that hour. No, thank you. I drink a lot of water every day. I need a lot of water. I need water while I'm grocery shopping. So I appreciate Target making that move. I need for every other grocery store to make that move. But in the meantime, while Target is more a little bit more expensive, it is definitely our preferred place to shop. And we thank you for that. But that is our case for today. Fun facts for today. Thank you for hanging out with us. We hope you enjoyed this episode. If you did, please remember to Rate us, review us, wherever you're listening, Apple, Spotify, all that good stuff. If you want to hit us up on our socials, we have Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, TikTok. It's all Tequila She Wrote across the board. We also have our email. It is tequila, she Wrote at gmail.com. You can send us case suggestions, cocktail recipes, all that general feedback, anything you want to say. Yes.
0: We also have our Patreon set up. For as little as two dollars a month, you can get ad free episodes. You also get a bonus episode. And then if you contribute a little bit more, you'll get some extra bonus content. You also get some better merchandise, stuff like that. We're still working on it, so we might add a few more things, but as of now that that's what you get. <laughs> well, each tier does have like a different thing, and so like it kind of
1: builds upon each yes. other. But there is definitely some more stuff in the works. But check us out over there if you want to help support us. The minimum amount is only $2 a month. It helps us out. Believe me. It helps us. That's like a Coca-Cola or a Pepsi every month (laughs) that you could give up to help support us. Yes. But also, if you need to feed your caffeine addiction, we're the bitches to understand. Yes. (laughs) All of that to say... We hope you enjoyed this episode and we will catch you next time.